Welcome, everyone, to the Fighter Hayabusa Show. I am Mascara de Fuego. I'm Chupa Kick. And I'm Grade Puma. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We are live from the Dillon Hotel in San Francisco, California, after the G1 special. What a what, show. What a card. <laughs> what, a, what a venue. Yeah, bucket list. We crossed it off. Uh, finally went to the Cow Palace. And uh, I have no idea if I'm ever going to come back, but I'm glad I went at least one, once. Did not disappoint at all. I thought it was a good venue. Um, I thought um, I was telling Great Puma, sound seemed a little muffled to me because it's so cavernous. So I don't know what it sounded, what the event sounded like for our in-home listeners, but um, it was pretty wild in there. Yeah, well, a few people on Twitter said that the, the, the crowd sounded great. So oh, good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought I thought some chance came through better than others. I think a lot of times the, it, they were trying to find their identity in a in a chant. But other than that, I, I enjoyed finally getting to see the cow palace from the inside. Um, yeah, it seemed like a really simple, you know, straightforward to the point, like local um, arena, which was strange that it was kind of in a residential area. I didn't expect that. Yeah, well, I, I just like the fact that it was like being in a time machine. It's pretty much like a, uh, and I tweeted this, like the forum in a, in a giant like Boeing 747 hangar had a baby. <laughs> and, uh, and it's very old school, so no frills. Uh, it's a nice arena, and, and I don't think there's a bad seat in the house. Yeah, I don't think there was a bad seat in the house either. I thought, I thought, um, I thought it was laid out pretty well. Well, the first match... We had that uh, a typical New Japan 10-man tag. However, what was untypical was that one of the teams was the Bullet Club, and they had King fucking Haku. <laughs> and, and he got some shit in, too. Yeah, we got the Tongan Death Grip. And, uh, <laughs> and Driver. Exactly. I wasn't even expecting a Pile Driver. <laughs> um, he looks good. Yeah. I don't know how old he is, but he looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I do miss the hair. But the mang hair, but uh, it's all good. I miss um, the crown. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> um, so he did well for himself. Um, and so do you want to go through who was in the match? If you want. Sure. Go ahead and list off who was Yeah, in we the had match. Uh, Rapongi 3K, and then Gato, and then Yoshihashi. And then, um, so it was basically Chaos versus uh, Bullet Club. On the Bullet Club side of things, it was Chase, Yujiro Takahashi, uh, Tangaloa, Tama, and uh, the OGBC, King Haku. Speaking of which, I don't know if we want to skip to the end, but uh, something really exciting happened. If you guys happen to stay until after the match, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the end. We'll definitely won't. Won't skip that part. Yeah, so the opener was fine. Um, Bullet Club got the W. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a fun match. It was and a then, good opener. And then Rocky, you know, supplied the humor. He, I, I felt like he played um, Coach Taguchi in this match. Yeah. And he did his usual thing. Uh, it was good. It was really fun. Uh, up next was was that Toriyano and uh, Ishii against uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah. And I liked how it played off their last encounter, where um, Suzuki Gun pretty much dominated Yano and Ishii, 
and Zack Sabre Jr. like countered everything that Yano did in their first account encounter, but then this time around, you know, the tables returned. I like like I've stated before, my 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 new favorite tag team in New Japan is is Zack Sabre and Suzuki. Um, I'm, I'm 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 calling it now. World Tag League winners. So you're saying that you want to see them at the at the Wrestle Kingdom tag team main event? Yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I just wanted to see all the greatest hits. So Yano did his thing. Uh, I don't think Ishii got as much no he uh, didn't. of his shit in that, yeah. that I wanted him to get in. But uh, I was really glad to see uh, ZSJ and Minoru do their uh, submissions around the clock thing. Uh, I love that. Yeah, I thought it was pretty solid. Um... I thought, actually, you know, I beg to differ. I thought Ishii and Suzuki had some pretty good uh, matchups there where they were just beating the shit out of each other, and it was completely enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for them to tangle in the G1. Yeah, they definitely had an exchange. Um, A few few good exchanges in that match. Yeah, and so anytime those two get together, um, it's always pretty much magic. Third match... We had the New Japan team of Kushida and Tanahashi going against Bullet Club's Marty Skrull and Hangman Page. I think you guys, if you've been listening for a while now, you know I'm not the biggest Hangman Page fan, but I love me some Marty Skrull. Uh, And I like the match for the most part. Um, The result was a little disappointing for me, but uh, it is what it is. I thought it was pretty boring. <laughs> Not gonna lie, it, it, you know I love Tana, I love Kush, Kushta. Um, just the the foursome. I think you either have chemistry or you don't, and for me, they didn't. Um, you know it's funny because I, I remember watching the match and enjoying it, but after the card, feeling it was somewhat forgettable at this point. After all the other shit we saw tonight, I think, it, you know, it ends up being a little forget- forgettable. Um, if there was a high point, it was uh, just Tanahashi mocking Marty throughout the whole match. Just That was good. Uh, fucking around, pretending he was he was doing the bird gesture and all that. And then uh, Kushida and Marty, uh, their exchanges were pretty cool, too. But that was more of an extension of uh, BOSJ and just... You know, they're always constantly running into each other, so their exchanges were pretty great. Decent match, but nothing memorable. But what was memorable was the what we came for, which was the never open weight title um, with Goto versus Jeff Cobb. Yeah, really good title defense on Goto's part. Um, I thought the match was pretty good. Yeah, I, I, um, I was mentioning you guys earlier... Um, before we started recording, that um, Jeff Cobb just came off like a New Japan guy, like and he, he has been, you know. Yeah, and he just he just fits the mold of, of what that company is, and I think he fits in perfectly. And I, you know, I I would have been a, a little surprised if they would have gone with him um, in the match, but at the end of the day, look, whatever keeps him with New Japan is, is alright with me. I like this guy. Put and him in G1, damn it. <laughs> yeah, so G1, G1 next year. G1, G1 29. 29. Uh, Jeff Cobb needs to be in that thing. And then... Um, he got some you know, good shit in, too. I think, yeah, I does it, too. I think this was the perfect venue for him. Him being APW. 
uh, I think Universal Champion, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, he wrestles in this area a lot. So this was like full on home field advantage. Um, Goto got a mild reaction. He got, I mean, I think at some point he may have gotten booed, which was, I think, kind of surprised him. But yeah. um, it was it's, it was great to hear the Cobb, Cobb, Cobb chants. Yeah, and then and then Jeff Cobb did all of his greatest hits, and uh, it was a good match. I like Jeff Cobb matches. The only thing missing for me was his people's moonsault. But other than that, it was really good. He's like, he like you said, he is the perfect New Japan guy in that he's big, he's tough. But he's also athletic, but he's athletic in a way that makes sense. And then not only that, New Japan loves them some like legit fighting pedigree. So him being a, um, Olympian. an Olympian in wrestling, come on, he's he's tailor made for New Japan. Yeah. So after that, we had the second title defense of the night with the Young Bucks defending their heavyweight tag team title against uh, L.I.J., Sonata, and Evil. Mascara, what did you think? Uh, I think arguably this could be the match of the night for me. I I really enjoyed this match. Um, I like these these teams together, and I I think that they played off well. The near falls were really awesome. Their tandem moves were dope. Um, Yeah, I think I was entertained with this match thoroughly from beginning to end so yeah i i would say questionably my favorite match of the night no, yeah go ahead sorry uh no doubt it was one of my favorite matches um i think sonata and evil are really hitting their stride as a tag team uh they really built up the momentum against their early matches against kes but now i feel with the young bucks they have really good chemistry yeah all four of these guys yeah i i really like what they have against each other well and then you have four very strong characters and so i like and and i'm gonna say that uh the young bucks actually called this match Uh, they just had the young bucks blueprint all all over as far as the layout is, is concerned the whole hey uh counter our super kick party and then highlighting uh both snot and evil and getting their shit in and then also uh yeah, everybody looking like a star, yet there had to be one winner, and it was it was fine either way. I would have been happy with either uh, outcome. I would have preferred L.I.J. to win, but yeah, this match was good. And that's a sign of a good match when, when everybody looks good. Everyone did look good. Sonata getting his Paradise Lock, uh, um, Matt Jackson doing Evil's Finisher, which I'm blanking the name on, but you know what I'm talking about. Right, the STO. Yes, and, and um, um, everyone just looked really good, and it was just a lot of great near falls and i think we were all going a little bit crazy (laughs) (laughs) all right and after that oh actually i was gonna say oh i I thought you had something to say oh no 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 i'm i'm good with that match i think well i i am gonna add that uh sonata was actually able to pull off a um indie indie taker i want to say on the young oh yeah yeah that was really cool so and, and that's another young bucks uh footprint on on their matches is that they always do interesting things like both teams doing each other's finisher or yeah. at least a signature move and I, and I loved it oh and they had an earlier counter I love the counter and counter versus counter versus counter I mean I, I just I, I just can't get enough of that so mm. they had a really good sequence there was that also um, they did the uh, the head scissors with the head scissors into the sharpshooter oh yes that yeah. was good too that was pretty good too um, so yeah, next match, which was the fifth match, was 
the tag team match versus the members of Chaos, Will Ospreay, and Okada against LIJ's Bushi and Naito. I liked this match a lot. I would have loved it if uh, LIJ won. And yeah, that for me, the outcome does affect how I feel about a match, since I am biased and I'm a mark. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I liked it a lot. Of course, I think New Japan really loves Will Ospreay like they love Hangman Page in that they uh they they almost seem to protect him and um so yeah i think the biggest pop of the night was arguably for naito and then bushi did well for himself well, and i think okada did did get a, a decent reaction when he came out we're just making drinks so sorry it, I, I can't help myself nope <laughs> we we have a lot of liquor to drink before we get back on planes tomorrow so we're, we're just um, um emptying out the liquor cabinet at this point <laughs> yeah, and then um, cheers. I I want to say he started doing this over the uh, Strong Style Evolved UK tour, but uh, Okada was in his um, his new edgy persona gear, which and, was kind of punk rock with his punk rock hair. And if anybody knows why he was wearing three red balloons on his uh, waistband, let us know. Yeah, <laughs> as some people on Twitter said, uh, oh yeah, Okada has balloons up his ass now. Um, <laughs> He's the balloon maker. And the match itself, though, was was good. Again, I didn't. I liked it a lot, but I didn't love it only because, mostly because, Chaos won and Lij didn't. I, I just think it's a treat when you know, because we we don't get to see these guys as much. Well, okay, maybe we're seeing them a little more this year, um, but you know, it, I think it's a treat anytime you get to see Okada and Naito share a ring together. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed the match. What I thought was interesting was how uh, relaxed Naito looked. And he was really... I've never really seen him um, pumping up the crowd like that. He was, like, waving his hands. He was, trying, you know, really hyping the crowd up. Um, he just looked like he was having a good time. And I hope it's because he was just enjoying the city and just enjoying himself. Yeah, and, and it, it's funny. He's... He, and this is why I like Naito's act is is that he's tricky in that he'll play up to the crowd at one point, but then at the other times when they want him to do something, he'll totally <laughs> yeah. stroll off and strut off and not do it. Yeah. And then taggy Bushi, I mean uh, Bushi, and it's it's awesome. Oh, and I got a bitch Eddie Bushi. I miss him. Oh, <laughs> sorry. He's dehydrated, you know. Mm. <laughs> and so next came arguably for me the match of the night, which was. Hiromu Takahashi versus Dragon Lee, a.k.a. True Love. Um, really amazing match. Man, they beat the shit out of each other. There's a lot of stiff moments in this match and a lot of uh, moves to the outside or from... Because uh, this was the match that saw the... Um, what was the move that they did where they both ended up on the on the floor from the apron? Oh, there's a few of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These guys just beat the shit out of each other. This yeah. shit was scary. <laughs> well, that, and that's another thing is is that that's how many dangerous moves there were in the in this match is that we we could we couldn't even do justice dialing off one or two of them. There were like at least four or five where it's like holy shit, are they dead? Well, at some point I thought I was asking Grey Puma is Hiromo concussed because it looked like he took he took something off the, basically the top of his head and that shit looks scary. Yeah, that move, I don't even know what that move was. I don't yeah, think I've ever seen that move before. I, I think Kevin Sane used to do it. it was, it's like a packaged 
suplex. suplex driver, I guess you could say. And, and Kevin Steen used to drive people's head into the turnbuckle, but yeah, Dragon Lee did it into uh, the goddamn him. net. Yeah, yeah. and then Hiromu kind of just landed on his head, but then rolled on his neck and just like dazed throughout. And and whether it's a work or not, we were like, oh shit, you know? Yeah. But it was. I thought it was a really good showing for Dragon Lee. As it um, always is, right? And then, yeah. And then these two, I think, just make magic together. And for Chupika Kanai, this was our main event, honestly. This was my match of the night, for sure. But speaking of crazy, what I thought <laughs> wasn't going to be a great match, I didn't really have high expectations, because, um, you know, you can't really judge a match based on promos. But it was the um, U.S. title... Defense with Jay Switchblade White versus Juice Robinson. Juice! Juice. Juice SA. <laughs> I, I tweeted this as well. I said, I, I really don't like USA chants at wrestling events, but I will make an exception for Juice SA. Well, especially, <laughs> when, especially for a guy Juice who, who uh, when he cut his promo, said he's shooting bald eagles coming out of his ass. USA is so fucking... <laughs> Appropriate, you know what I mean? Yeah. I almost wish he came out to America. You know, I was a little disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little disappointed in his attire. It was it was very American flagish, but you know, I wanted to okay, see some nip, like, some oh, yeah. and then, sparklers um, on his nipples, colonial like waves in his pants. And then he and had shit. tiny little uh, blue uh, Roderick Strong boots and shit. Like it was like, what <laughs> yeah. was that? So then he wore uh, he wore tights to his knees. Then he had like fucking pinata tassels and shit on the side. <laughs> And then so he showed his calves because his boots were like only up to his his lower calf. It was weird. And and th- th- this this match also spends a lot of time on the outside, but not only on the outside in the guardrail. There's a lot of guardrail shots. And then shots not in this maybe the, four or five really yeah, bad ones where yeah, I thought like, like I thought someone's head was going to be busted wide open. Yeah. And then they knocked over a monitor onto JR's lap that I kind of knocked him down. Ah, and then... And then I think uh, Josh Barnett supposedly said, you done fucked up now. And then Jay White kept talking shit. And then Josh Barnett chased him in the ring. Josh Barnett chants ensued. Um, I turned to Great Puma and I was like, well, Josh Barnett did just quit the UFC, so... Yeah. And <laughs> Technically. <laughs> Huh, New Japan uh, U.S. title scene or Bellator? I don't have no idea or Ryzen for that matter. But um, yeah, that was interesting, and and I don't think that was written or scripted or anything. Uh, if it was, was cool. it was really good. Yeah, yeah. If it was, it was really good, and if it wasn't, it was really good because you know Josh Barnett ended up, you know, thinking on the fly, and and you know reacting like someone would would react if someone that you're working with you know gets taken out. Yeah, and I was legit scared for Jay because it's like, you know, Josh is going to fuck you up. <laughs> exactly. Um, He's going to kick yeah, your that, ass. That is one brain buster away from, from a concussion right there. Uh, and, and the match was great. I thought the lead up to this match was incredible as far as storytelling was concerned. Um, the promos from both men were fantastic, especially Juice. And then that, and the fact that he's the first... Uh, first American to actually hold the U.S. title. Yeah, is, is pretty fantastic. So that storyline played out. And so if anybody said this was match of the night, I wouldn't argue with them. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that too. And I thought that, you know, the the legit heat that Jay White was getting in the match really helped him, really helped the match. Fuck you, Switchblade. Yeah. Fuck you, Switchblade. 
Yeah, and, and you know, of course, there's always going to be a few snarky people to talk about knife pervert, but the, I think that's played out, guys. I'm just saying. Um, and he did well for himself. He, he Everything he did in this match was perfect. I thought it was really good. Um, and go Juice for being the ultimate baby's face based on... Underdog baby face. Underdog baby face, just based on your personality. Let's face yep. it, he's not the best wrestler. Um, he's... You know, his moveset is fine. It's not nothing spectacular. His finisher sucks. <laughs> but, you know, he puts himself over just by the power of personality, and yeah. that's good for him. Tons of charisma. Tons of charisma and, and just having a connection with the crowd. And, and, you know, honestly, I remember the first round last year, or two years ago, was it, uh, at the, uh, the G1 Special Tournament for the U.S. title, and him versus Zack Sabre Jr., I recall him just selling his ass off, trying to reach the ropes when Zack Sabre Jr. had him in, like, a minutes-long submission hold, and uh, Juice totally milked that, and and I'll never forget that. So Juice, in my mind, is, is, you know, he's arguably one of the best wrestlers in the world today. Well, I I wouldn't take it that far, but (laughs) he's very likable. Yeah. No, for what he does, I think he's phenomenal. Yeah, I'm trying to gather my the rest of my thoughts on this match. I think that, you know, I think, like I said, Jay White being the the just the true asshole to Juice Robinson's super baby face, um, really put out. A, I mean, it was just a really well laid out match, and just, I mean, you know, the, there's always that one or two guys in the crowd, you know, going for. The heel, but like this was pretty solidly against Jay White, and pretty solid. Like when that when that when that crowd when Juice won just erupted. It was nuclear. I mean, yeah. it, he is. He was like. I mean, you could have just started playing Real American Hero. And, Seriously, and, and it when it worked. comes yeah. crashing down and it hurts inside. Yeah, and and this was a classic good guy versus bad guy story, and you don't find that too often in today's wrestling, especially since everybody wants to root for the bad guy. This was perfect. And yeah. I think Jay is a is a really good bad guy. Like, yeah, I, I didn't. I, I was kind of iffy on him as just Jay White, but. And when he first came out of Switchblade, I was not really sure where he's going with this, but he he really has sold it, and yeah. I like him as a villain. And and just looking at him after he lost it, he, yes, the, the total denial and shock. Like nope. Like what the? It was give, like, me, give me the title. I'm gonna go. I, yeah, I can't believe I lost to this idiot. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, for me, another if, solid. If Hiromu and and Dragon Lee wasn't on this card, this would be my match of the night. And For it was real. funny. I think Ray Puma and I had a conversation about um, when there are blood feuds. I think uh, it was Champa versus Gargano, and he was commenting like, "Yeah, that's how I want a match to start. Not with the lockup, but with a lot of heat, with them just pummeling Beating each other." The shit out of and each that, other. this is the kind of match it was. So it, it totally makes sense. So I re- actually am looking forward to the title defense where Jay White tries to get his title back. And then going back to uh, Dragon Lee Hiromu, that's how their match started. Fucking Dragon Lee hit his. Uh, he didn't even take off his clothes. His, <laughs> his, his running, yeah. his running over the rope, her corona off the apron thing, yeah. and and that was like what the fuck. So, yeah, I love it when matches start, yeah. um, untraditionally. Because it doesn't make sense for you guys to hate each other and then be like, okay, traditional lockup. Yeah. Co- here's an elbow. <laughs> Test of strength. Collar and elbow. What? Test of strength. And then now to the. 
I think would be a, is is a very controversial main event. The we alleged had, main event. We had the yeah the New Japan main event, the unofficial, the official main event, even though it wasn't ours. Uh, IWGP Champion Kenny Omega defending his title for the first time against against the American Nightmare Cody. It, it's funny when this match started. And when it started kind of getting into what it needed to get, you know, once it was starting to get into the nitty gritty of, of, of things, I thought to myself, boy, I really would have wished that they would have flipped the last two matches. So they would have ended with Juice winning the title um, and put on uh, Cody and Kenny first. Well, that would have been blasphemy. It would have been like having the, uh, the sure. champion come out first. Sure. <laughs> but But, I mean, when you think about... Yeah, I feel like this main event was a little polarizing. Yes. Um, I feel like, you know, Cody's had decent matches with, and 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 Puma was was talking about it earlier, um, before we started recording about how he had matches with Okada that were pretty, you know, probably you know, best of Cody's career. This match had a lot of plunder. Um, <laughs> you know, at one point the, it. the 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 crowd started chanting TLC at one point because of the fact that there was a table, a ladder, a chair. Um, you know, towards the end, I think it started to get a little more intriguing, you know, um, with the teases of the table, the teases of the spot off the off the ladder. Um, but yeah, it took, it took a lot for me to get into this match. And it wasn't until the very end that I feel like I got into this match. Fuck this match. <laughs> I think it was New Japan saying like, oh, we, we know this dumb American crowd. They like WWE shit. So we're going to bring out a table. And then we're going to bring out a ladder for no reason. And then it's not going to be a DQ, even though it's a title defense. It's the IWGP heavyweight title. It's his first title defense. What are you doing with the fucking ladder, people? I, don't, I didn't understand this match at all. I was constantly perplexed, confused, and a little angry. Well... I think um, Mascara and I were speaking about this on the last podcast and maybe just in between podcasts, just how it's like, okay, so Kenny and Cody, they've fought before on the Ring of Honor card during WrestleMania weekend. Mm -hmm. I wasn't crazy about that match. And I was saying, okay, well, maybe it was, it was because it was underneath the Ring of Honor banner. And here they are in New Japan, and this match was maybe just one or two levels above that match but it really wasn't at that new japan main event level and it's like is it cody's fault is it because this is on american soil and they try to do like a more of a, a wwe main event style because that's what i felt it was um this didn't feel like the typical new japan everybody comes out looking good amazing match back and forth i love both guys i still found myself not really respecting cody and and looking at a Kenny Omega that wasn't the Kenny Omega that I've seen in all of his other matches in New Japan uh, and on New Japan soil. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, I just I kept on thinking, like, where are they going with this? Is it just pandering? I mean, because obviously the people near us, they loved it. As soon as a table came... And, you know, can we just ban We Want Table Chance? Like, ECW was how many fucking decades ago? It was a long fucking time ago in a galaxy far, far away at this point. So this match was just, like I said, it was just really confusing because I didn't, I didn't understand. It seemed like a waste of Kenny's talent. 
and you know just let them go no, I, I can let dial them. off 10 Kenny Omega matches that are better than this one I can dial off um, 20 IWGP title defenses that are better than this one it was just not a typical fantastic New Japan main event match well it was a it was a the elite episode that's what it was yeah, yeah. At the it was yeah. The the end of the show was very the elite, and with a for, mostly filming for content for those guys. My problem with this match was a lot of fucking V triggers were hit. <laughs> I don't mind that he does that all uh, but, the time. But here's the deal: shouldn't when he be he, dead by now? Is that what you're saying? When, what I'm saying is when he did those with in, in the match with Okada. Every time he hit a V trigger, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. To me, this match watered down the v-trigger because he was hit i, th- I feel like it, it was like when you're playing that little cousin of yours and you're playing a wrestling game and they know how to do the one move like i felt like kenny went to the v-trigger like that was his go-to the entire match um there was a lot of v-triggers with no real ramification or outcome just you know oh shit he hit another one oh shit he hit another one seriously we're going for more yeah, well, I think uh, with most most Kenny Omega matches, there's always a, a hint of, or there's actually a, a huge sense of cleverness where they're counter each other's countering each other's moves, and uh, everything is clever, and and people are doing things that they've never done before. But I felt like with this, it was like there wasn't any of that. There wasn't any clever counters or or. Um, awesome false finishes near the end it was just like plunder okay, plunder 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 you hit your move and i'll hit my move yeah. and i'll kick out and that's it but nobody countered anything well it's funny anyway. because i think they i think for some weird reason they called the 13 minute mark and and great puma looked at me and was like 13 minutes this feels like 30 minutes actually i think he said 30 but it sounded like 13 just because oh i don't know i just it just felt like just needlessly long for the sake of being long i think this match also suffered with the fact that it 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 also had remnants of the last match so they went to the outside used the barricades i'm like well shit we just saw that in the last match they used uh cody literally in the same place yeah and then um another callback was cody using brandy as a shield it's like yeah (laughs) we we fucking know kenny's not gonna hit brandy like yeah big fucking deal yeah. I will. I will just want to add one random thing. I'm so used to Cody as a blonde that seeing him back to a brunette is really weird, and I actually prefer him as a blonde. Really? Yes, I do. I saw him. I'm like, oh, I'm glad he's dark haired again. Oh, interesting. No, I, yeah. I like him as a blonde. Well, a then box. even the young bucks, like they they did a little weird thing where they tried to get the ladder out of the goddamn ring, and then they they took it out of the ring with it still being open. <laughs> Yeah, I turn to you. I'm like, these guys never fuck with a ladder or some shit. Yeah, rule no, I, rule goes: you close a ladder before you take it. Yeah. No, I thought they were gonna try to. Hit and they were man. they were struggling. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Um, I'm sure there are some Bullet Club fanatics and BTE marks that probably love this main event, because which was, was like 75 percent of the crowd. Yeah, but for me, as a New Japan fan and a Kenny Omega fan. I just thought this uh, main event was subpar. Yeah, that's that's why I wish they would have flipped the matches, because I I feel like ending with Juice, ending that card with Juice winning the title would have been that feel good moment to send people home. Yeah, and I mean I get what they did at the end and how they needed the time to do that, um, but 
Yeah, if you if you wanted a feel good moment, I would have gone with with the Juice title win. Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, I thinking. I'm thinking. We've just been spoiled by our Southern California New Japan shows. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, let's face it. Nothing's going to be better than the first G1 special when Kenny won the U.S. title for the first time after that amazing match with Ishii. That was incredible. Yeah, and then. Uh, you know, a few months ago when the Golden Lovers came back and beat the Young Bucks, that was also like beyond feel good. Like those two cards felt like fucking church. And I felt like this felt like the wrestling business. Yeah. So so would you travel for New Japan again? Uh, it would have to be. I would actually wait for a card to be announced this time around just because I think I'm getting spoiled. I know that they're coming back to, uh, which is another topic that will hit on next Wednesday's podcast but yeah. um, the fact that they, I know that they're coming back at the end of September um, you know I don't know because I'm probably going to go because it's in our backyard but as far as traveling again I'm not sure it would depend if uh, you know and I also said this after the show I was like I think for me to like New Japan main events I think Cody has to stay the fuck away I think after I, I, I think this main event pretty much solidified that we won't be seeing him in the main event. Yeah, I, I think he's still too... Um, I think the WWE's main event style is still too ingrained in his DNA. No, I think... Uh, I don't know if it's ingrained in his DNA. I think it comes down to what is he athletically capable of. And I think this is it. Yeah, this is the style. That's a good way to put it, actually. Um, I think uh, you have to. Kenny's only as good as his opponent, so yeah. With Okada matches, he's gonna be the best because Okada may have his set moves, but he's perfect at them. Yeah, but to be the best, you have to be able to bring the best out of a broomstick. I mean, that's why Ric Flair was Ric Flair in in the eighty in the. 80s and into the 90s is, is he can wrestle these guys who had less skill than him and he still made them look um, amazing. I think you're all, in a dance you're only as good as your partner, honestly. Mm. I mean, look, the only guy the only guy to ever make uh, Lex Luger look good was Ric Flair. Mm. And well, that's because he was wrestling Ric Flair. Well, you say broomstick, but I feel like since this was Cody, I feel like this match had more of Cody's fingerprints on it than Kenny's. Yes, I think it. I feel like Cody. And I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. I have no inside lead leads whatsoever. Although I do know the guy who plays Bernard the Bear. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, honestly, I, I feel like I feel like Cody called like more than half of this match. And because there were too many things that I just don't think Kenny would just want to do. Well, going back to Mascara's question, I I think I'm kind of done with New Japan in USA until they unhook themselves from the Bullet Club. I think all the U.S. cards are going to have too much of a Bullet Club imprint. Why well, do you mean like? If we'll sue me, I don't putting, mind Bullet Club the, putting them over. I don't to, mind Bullet Club if it's Tamatanga and and. Well, oh, we'll get to that. Ishii, well, we'll, yeah, we'll get to that. That's a horse of a different color. Look, you're not going to get around the Bullet Club stuff because that's what makes them money. Um, but do you have to like put them so over? I don't think you do. They, you don't have to, but but maybe they feel because, you know, 
uh, you know, two thirds. Because of the sea of bullet yeah, club shirts? Yeah, two thirds of their shirts are bullet club shirts. So maybe they feel like that's what they need to give us so we can go home satisfied. But that we don't need that. It gets boring. We don't need it. Surprise me. New well, Japan, surprise me. I, I mean, I go, to, I go to these New Japan shows to see New Japan. I don't, I, I don't go see Chaos. I don't go to see Suzuki Gun. I don't see the Bullet Club. I want to see everything that encompasses those. Right. those factions i want to see new japan and their presentation because obviously that's what i watch on tv and that's what i enjoy well i don't know um, about you i go for lij so fuck you <laughs> wow that escalated quickly i'm just gonna keep drinking my sorrows away so give me one second here please so the this pay-per-view ended with all of bullet club celebrating at the top of the ramp but then G.O.D., the Gorillas of Destiny, along with um, OGBC, King Haku, attack the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, throw them in the ring, and just demolish them. And then, also, uh, other members of the Bullet Club coming out, including Cody, including Chase Owens, and Yujiro, and Marty Skrull, and Hangman Page, and all of them getting demolished with... uh, chairs and uh, gorillas of destiny's finishers along with king haku um which he got those strikes in exactly and then and then uh them leaving with a new t-shirt uh calling themselves the bc firing squad i i like this part (laughs) of of the card i i think I think there were a lot of elements in that main event match that had to happen to lead to what happens after the match with this beatdown with the firing squad. Um, literally just taking out all of the Bullet Club. Even even like, you know, guys that were associated specifically with Tama Tonga and Tamaloa or Tangaloa, um, you know, like Chase Owens. Um, so I you know the fact that they did that and then the fact that they teased cody you know after they beat down everybody cody's the last one that comes out um you know and 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 tamatanga hands him the the chair just for him to turn on them so yeah even though the 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 main event wasn't our favorite a lot of the, the elements to that match led to this this uh beat down at the end and kind of this like reunion of the bullet club as a unified front but also with um you know this new faction coming out of it that'll probably end up feuding with the bullet club well what i think what i didn't understand was i i was going to be upset if at the end they didn't kick cody out of bullet club which obviously did they didn't so when you know god and king haku were attacking various members I was confused. It's like, are they kicking all of them out of Bullet Club and trying to retain Bullet Club? Are they spinning yeah. off their own faction? And my confusion continues because they didn't let Tama Tonga have a promo. Like, why wouldn't you let him have a promo? He's one of your best talkers. But anyway, um, so it just seems like a weird, convoluted way to turn Cody into a babyface to put him on Kenny's side, and which is which is odd to me because Cody is a really good bad guy. So why would you waste him now putting him on Kenny's side? It's like his rivalry against Kenny makes logical sense to me. Well, the good point 
The good thing about this is that we don't have to worry about Cody possibly becoming IWGP champion anytime soon. <laughs> well, and, as and, harsh as that is. Yeah, and but we don't know what their game plan is. So regardless of, of what they're doing right this second, we don't know what their long-term plan is because the, the good thing about New Japan is that they tend to have an, uh, a long-term plan. Um, so we don't know. It hasn't been hashed out yet. We're still in the infancy stage of, of him kind of going babyface again so we'll just have to see how it plays out which you know again this didn't feel like a new japan card uh in certain ways because it felt more like a lead into all in interesting okay so it's it's it like i said it was so bullet club centric that i was just kind of i don't know it, it just but i i think that's the wrestling business i mean when hogan was at, at the top that's all they centered on was Hogan. Same thing with Stone Cold. Bullet Club is basically New Japan's cash cow. And so that's what they do. They cater to that, and they give the fans what they want to see, which, which is Bullet Club winning. Which is too bad, because if you go to Japan, LIJ is still the cash cow. Uh, not necessarily. Worldwide, though, they're, they're expanding. So it's, it's Bullet Club. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, overall... So what'd you like about the card most, and what'd you like least? Overall, I think I like the look. If, if I'm gonna grade the whole thing as a whole, I enjoyed it. I, I was entertained, um, pretty much the entire way through, except for that, you know, parts of that main event. But at the end of the day, like it's, it led to something. So yeah. that's all I can ask for. At the end of the day, the, the quality of the wrestling itself, whether you like the finishes or not, was still top-notch state-of-the-art pro wrestling so in that regard in-ring product i would give it an a a minus uh, as far as booking decisions and in just leaving home happy i would i would give it a b but yeah this is definitely a card that you shouldn't miss if you are a pro wrestling fan yeah if if, if you're burnt out on on the bullshit out there this 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 show and obviously this company are what you should be watching i i think uh I think it's different if you watch WWE a lot and you're you're used to the bullshit. And so when you're a little bit disconnected from that, you're disconnected from the formula, um, you watch this and it's kind of like, oh, I'm just confused. I mean, I, I can't say that I didn't like this card. It's just a lot of pieces were really confusing. And it's just because it's, they're trying to mold it into some kind of storyline that fans will want. And it's like, if I'm not in that fan base, it comes off as really confusing. So it just well, doesn't make sense. I think we all can agree that this is probably the weakest of all their U.S. shows. Which isn't saying much because all of these are strong cards. It's probably because it is, wasn't in Long this Beach. This is our least favorite uh, card as far as um, results if if are we, concerned. If we were comparing the New Japan cards, yes. Well, obviously because it's it's in like the worst town that we've ever been in. SCU! <laughs> SCU! <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's that pretty much wraps it up. It's been a, a pretty pleasant trip. Um, it's been an awesome trip. I we, mean, we ate well. We drank well. Uh, our bellies are full. We got to take pictures well. Um, um, got to drink some. Yeah, it's been a good trip to San Francisco. I'm glad. I, regardless of it being the least of the, of the New Japan shows that we've seen so far. In America. In America. Um, 
I'm glad we came up here. I'm glad we did it. And I'm glad we got to experience it um, outside of our backyard. Um, would we do it again? I'm not sure. Depends on, like, like, like Puma said, depends on the card. Um, even with the September 30th show, um, you know, we, we were a pretty solid no. But look, you give me a decent main event. Yeah, I might buy a, a ticket to that. I'm a maybe, depending on the main event. So yeah, it it really depends for me on the landscape of, of New Japan. If it, if it's all like to me, Guy Jean holding the belts and and Hiromu's not even in the title picture and it's it's business as usual, I probably won't come. Well, if it if the main event is mere is uh, if the main event is purely Juice defending, then I won't go. No, I think I honestly think that you'll get an IWGP Heavyweight Championship match. Um, on that card, who that person is, I mean, if if I had to name someone I would like to see, I would like to see Naito in that. They're not going to give us Naito. They're not going to give it to us, but if I, w- <laughs> I would like to see it. Well, they don't um, understand that. Like, we are starving for LIJ to dominate. Well, I we think. get, we always get, we get house show LIJ, though. Naito doesn't even wear his suits. We just we, we I get, know we didn't even get the Sith. Um, <laughs> hey, at least he, at least he wore the event T-shirt. <laughs> he did wear that. Yeah, and and yeah, and and like we said, we will definitely have a show and and we'll discuss the future New Japan in America cards that are coming soon this year. Other than that, I I, I think we're good. Any any final thoughts? Um, seek out that. Uh, Hiromu, Dragon Lee match. I would skip to that first, followed by either the Young Bucks match or uh, the Juice title win. Uh, both excellent matches. So, yeah, honestly, this card was great as far as in-ring product. Uh, arguably, three matches that could have been match of the night. Inarguably, match of the month. I would save the Hiromu, Dragon Lee match to the end. You know, just save your heart attack until the last one. <laughs> and but the actually, I would watch the the entire card because whether or not you're a Bullet Club fan, I I do think you need to know what's going on. So you know, don't be like those fools who left early so that they can you know leave the parking lot earlier and miss all the good action that happened at the end. And go to Taco Bell and get a Cholito because. <laughs> Look, I understand you were hungry, sir, but you probably should have stuck around to see what happened. And also, if, if you bring a baby to your Japan cards, <laughs> oh, please okay. please buy uh, soundproof earmuffs because because not trying as, to baby shame. As, as not trying cool, to baby shame. As but. cool as it is for you to bring your child to a New Japan show, you should probably protect their hearing. This is more of a, like a life lesson. I'm just saying. Uh, also, since we're, we're we're kind of at this point in the show, um. Stop trying to get yourself over. <sighs> like, chant, chant how you, you know, chant, chant for the good guys, chant for the bad guys. I don't care. But when, you, when you're trying to get yourself over and come up with the, the snarkiest bullshit, like, all you're doing is annoying the rest of us. So just shut the fuck up and just, you know, chant the right things. If you want to chant for LIJ, great. If you want to chant for Chaos, great. If you want to chant for Suzuki, great. If you want to chant for the Bullet Club, fantastic. But it's that one asshole who's right behind you chanting stuff just because he's trying to get himself over. Fuck you, yeah, man. I, I get it. We all have the internet. We're, we're insiders, too, I yeah. guess you could say. What, what did you guys call that other guy? 
I have no idea. Hood Melter. Hood Melter, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try no, to there, be... was a, there was a couple of... You know, honestly, at, at live wrestling events, I'm really torn between... Okay, everyone's trying to have a good time, and they should be able to enjoy the wrestling match the way they want to. You know, wrestling, they consider it a community, and they want to start chants and be clapped. You know, they want to be applauded, and that's why they're doing it. That's fine. And then I'm torn again. You know, my other side is like, you know, shut the fuck up. I, I don't want to hear your stupid chants. Like, I, I can we just ban we want table chants? Can we... You know, not everything's awesome when you guys chant, this is awesome. Like, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, shit is mediocre and you guys are chanting, this is awesome. It's for, just really not. Look, the funny thing is, is from the moment I started going to live wrestling shows, the one thing I wanted to do more than anything was just watch the matches. I didn't give a shit about chanting things. I would cheer when I needed to cheer. I would boo when I needed to boo. But at the end of the day, I just wanted to watch these matches with my own eyes in living color and in person. So... A lot of these guys, you know, and, and, and it's funny because a lot of these guys who are fucking chanting these bull, bullshit are, are the guys that are, like, spending most of the time on their fucking phone anywhere talking to their buddy about some stupid shit. They're not even paying attention to the match. I want to watch the match, so let me enjoy the match. <laughs> Maybe we just have to pay more and sit at ringside next time. Or, or, or pay less and be in, in the nosebleed so we don't have to hear <laughs> anybody. But now we're just nitpicking, but please, if you're going to bring little ones to, to wrestling, get them proper hearing protection. Damn it. Because hearing is, 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 is important. But parents, <laughs> it's not a bad idea to start them early, so I applaud you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that I will agree on. That yeah, is absolutely I'm, I'm true. I'm still looking for those uh, Los Ingobernables onesies. <laughs> To get my grandnieces, for sure. You're not you're not looking for ones that say cabron on them. That'll be fine. <laughs> All right, guys. I guess it's a wrap. Um, from San Francisco, I'm Mascara de Fuego, and I'm Chupacake, and I'm Great Puma. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>